In this episode of the Jolted EV podcast, Christian and I pick our top three EVs for 2021 and battle off to see who's got the best, taking into account horsepower, battery, charge time, and even the air vents. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Jolted EV podcast. I'm Christian Miles. Hi, I'm Callum Martin. And today we've got a bit of an interesting episode. We have given ourselves the challenge of choosing three cars that we've highlighted for 2021. Uh, the first being a daily driver, family type car. The second being an executive uh, or, or high powered uh, saloon. And the third being the hypercar supercar of our choice. So, Callan, do you want to, to give us the first, the first category? Yeah, so I'll go with the family car first. And I've gone for the Kia E-Nero 3, Ooh. which is uh, not the pick I was thinking originally. I didn't really think of Kia um, when I was picking them, but I went, I went through the list of a, of a couple of releases this year, and the Kia looks really exciting. So I'll go through some of the stats. So the horsepower for the Kia E-Nero 3 is 201 horsepower. Wow. It's 0 to 60 in 7.5 seconds. It's a 4x4 style car with a range of 282 miles, which, which is the part that really uh, surprised me because I was looking at this sort of range of car and they seem to be, you know, 240, low 200s. And this came out at 282 miles coming off of a 64 kilowatt hour battery. Um, Jeez. Yeah, with a top speed of 104 miles an hour. Which and is more than enough around. Right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the charge time, which was 80% in 45 minutes, with a capability of charging on a 150 kilowatt charger. The the interior, um, not much to shout home about here. I mean, it is a it is a, a lower priced, lower range car. Um, it's spacious. It's got a wireless phone charger. Ooh. <laughs> is it in the central console area? yeah oh yeah underneath the screen Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well your sunglasses will go probably but you know. more, more than likely yeah and, and so that the rubbish wi-fi uh catches the phone <laughs> which is a total guess i'm sure the key is wi-fi is very good yeah yeah uh with a with a 10 inch screen so that's a bit underwhelming um but and it so, is for today's standard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's quite a small screen, and you, it looks small in comparison to a lot of the other EVs like Tesla and and the others. Um, the price came in at thirty six thousand two hundred, which is a good price, I thought. I thought. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not bad, is it? No, not really. Uh, and so, an, a, a segment of of this show that we're going to do today is an air vents rating because Christian just loved the air vents on the <laughs> on the Neo. It's so, true. <laughs> He really did love them. He couldn't stop going on about them after the podcast. He loved them. <laughs> They're just amazing. They are the Dyson of the Evan world. <laughs> uh, with an Evans rating, so between zero and, and Neo being the top or 10, uh, I've gone for an Evans rating of four because their Evans are uh, just uh, basic, just normal. Yeah, underwhelming. Just, yeah, underwhelming in comparison to the Neo. So, uh so yeah, so and some of the extras that you get with owning a Kia. Go on. Is it comes with a seven year warranty, which we all know about and love, obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and this and this and this car comes with a three with three free services as well if you buy, if you purchase a new one, um, which is quite which is pretty good actually considering a, a, a service normally will cost you around three hundred four hundred pounds. No, it's really three good, of those for free. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, what do they service now, though? Uh, I mean, it's probably not not a question for for right now because I don't mm. suppose we really know. But given that um, the motors nowadays are pretty much uh, service free, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, and so there's no oil change, there's no filter change. Uh, yeah, I suppose you could give away free services, couldn't you? It's going to be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a check up, Sounds attractive. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really good, and the engineer will look at the car and say, "Yep, that's good until next year." <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know a bit more about that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. So it's something we need to look into. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want me to give you uh, my better choice? I mean, um, go for it. My my family car. Give choice. me your choice. Uh, give me your choice. So mine <laughs> is the Citroen EC4. Now, uh, they have not too long ago been bought out by a company called PSA. Now, Citroen in the past have, and and I've had a Citroen. Uh, are beleaguered with electronics issues. And I think that is a thing of the past mm-hmm. from today or from the last time they bought a car out under PSA. But uh, all the same, uh, that's why I went for it because it looks really stylish. I, I really, really like the looks. And, and that's nothing new for Citroen. They've pushed the boundaries pretty much uh, their entire uh, career length. Um, but it, this one looks particularly interesting. And at a £29,000 price tag, it definitely belies the cost. It looks like a much more premium car. Some of the other stats, fairly underwhelming, truth be told, if, if we're looking at this as a, a direct comparison. 134 brake horsepower, uh, so nothing to call home about. 50 kilowatt hour battery. Uh, but you get 217 miles from a relatively small battery. That's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, and a 0 to 62 time of 9.7 seconds. So, again, uh, boy racer dads, you know, a couple of kids in the back. This, <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't for them. I get that. Uh, you know, it's, it's more for the mum or the sensible dads. Uh, <laughs> but it does have 100 kilowatt fast charge, which gives it 80% battery in 30 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. And an 11 kilowatt onboard charger, which will actually fully charge the car in five hours. Uh, which is which is pretty cool. Although it, because it's eleven kilowatts, you couldn't plug it into a domestic socket. You would need a home EVSE just mm-hmm. just so that you're aware. Um, but yeah, looks looks really good. Like that a lot. The infotainment system probably similarly similarly to yours. Truth be told, there's there's nothing to call home about. But it does support CarPlay. It does support Android Auto, uh, mm-hmm. and it's got as standard uh, twenty advanced driver assistance uh, system features. Uh, which include things like adaptive cruise control and highway driving assist. So it's a really tech-enabled car for a very, very low price tag. Mm -hmm. Uh, And finally then, to give it its uh, zero to Neo on the events, I've I've gone with six because they're actually really nice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're they're not Neo, you know, we're not going quite that far, but they're not bad. Uh, I did quite like them. Okay. So, quick, nice. quick, quick recap then. Uh, 134 brake horsepower for me. 201 horsepower for me. Okay. 50 kilowatt hour battery. 64 kilowatt hour battery. Yeah, I can see where this is going. Uh, range, 217. 282 miles. Oh, wow. Uh, 0 to 69.7. Uh, 7.5. Okay, high is obviously better on that one. Uh, top speed, 93. 
Okay. So it's a clean sweep up to now, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> only 100 kilowatts. Shall we carry on? <laughs> well, well, maybe we shouldn't. Uh, yeah, okay. So um, so in that case, then, the uh, the Kia... The, well, then again, if we tot up all those points and then put that against my price tag... 50-50? <laughs> so that is uh, a brilliant price tag, I'll, I'll be honest. That is a good price tag. It's a good price, but I think the Kia wins. Just, just yeah. because for that extra bit of money, you get so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, fine. Well, then, in that case, that's 1-0 to you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Cue the canned cheering. (laughs) (laughs) Really small violin. Yeah, and and the the, the world's tiniest violin just for me. Uh, I'll survive. Mine looks better than yours. So there. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, Okay, so next one, then. Let's go with the the saloon, the the high-spec saloon. Uh, and I've gone with a car that I know that you really like, uh, and it's one that I've avoided speaking to you about for a while now, just because, <laughs> <laughs> well, just because I knew you'd choose it uh, otherwise. Yeah. Um, but it's the e-tron GTRS mm-hmm. uh, by Audi. Now this thing's not cheap. Uh, it's a hundred and thirty thousand pounds. Uh, which is significant, I realised, but they do yeah. they do have the non RS equivalent for around seventy thousand, uh, mm-hmm. which is I suppose a little bit more palatable if that's if you know if that's within your price range. Uh, but for that, you get six fifty brake horsepower. Mm-hmm. You get a naught to sixty two in two point seven seconds, which is just crazy fast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and a limited one hundred and fifty five mile an hour top speed. Uh, now that that comes from a 93 kilowatt hour battery, giving 249 miles of range. But I suppose that that sort of power, you can somewhat understand why. But what's interesting is that they've they've got the 350 kilowatt charge ready now. So so if you can find a charge point that's that will accept 350 kilowatts, then it'll do 0 to 80 percent in 20 minutes. Yeah, because that's got the same battery in as the Taycan, hasn't it? It's got an 800. Volt uh, that's exactly the one battery pack. Yeah, well, it's it's built on. Uh, the the J1 platform, um, which, uh, well, I, I won't say too much about it now, but uh, I think we should do a couple of teardowns on modular platforms <clears throat> because it seems that everyone is is doing that right now. Uh, and I'd like to understand a bit more about it and what it's all about. So, so uh, yeah, keep an eye on that one, guys, because that, that will be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the thing that I really, really liked about this car, and it's the reason I chose it, actually, is the style of touchscreens that they've used. So, so they've, they've got like an embedded touchscreen that sits inside the dash rather than it being on top of the dash, like, a, like the Mercedes-Benz are now. And I think the ID3s are the same as well. They sort of, they, they extrude out of the dash. Mm-hmm. Um, but these ones, when you turn the, the car off, it just looks like a piano black styled dashboard. Right. So it just looks like a shiny surfaced piano black, beautiful dashboard. And you couldn't tell the difference. You, you wouldn't know that it was a touchscreen until you turn it on. And then it becomes, you know, it lights up and you get this touchscreen out of it. Mm-hmm. So I really, really like that. Uh, the, well, finally then the air vent rating on a scale of zero to zero. <laughs> uh, this one gets five, which is actually less than the Citroen. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. You know, you're paying another hundred thousand pounds for one less on the Neo scale, um, which, 
Still probably doesn't make sense, really, but tough. <laughs> that's that's where it is. Make, make some better air vents now. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, pull it together, guys. You've got yeah. the money. Go on then, you won. So I think that was a I think that was a low ball move by you, Christian, because you know how much I love that, that <laughs> car. And it was a, you know, I think it's probably my favourite electric car uh, that I've seen up to now. So uh, nice one for that one. No problem. Um, so... Who's going to win this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I went for the, and I know it's not going to be a popular pick with you, but I went for the Tesla Model S Plaid. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see why. Ho- horsepower is eleven hundred horsepower. Not to sixty in under two seconds. Range is five hundred twenty miles, with a top speed of two hundred miles an hour. A charge time of eighty percent in uh, 30 to 35 minutes and a char- and a max charge of 150 kilowatts uh, on their um, superchargers. Uh, the interior is uh, nothing to shout home about, to be honest. Tesla, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the Tesla interior. Obviously, people like the huge screen and, and everything else. And But I do like the cool Tesla features and the gimmicky stuff that they do with the games on it and mm. the ability to use the steering wheel and the web browsing netflix and, and everything like that um so i think they've done a they've done a really good job there i mean the, the the plaid is just ridiculous the 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 power the 0 to 60 the range now i know the i couldn't find anything about the battery size but i know that it's using their new battery technology and it'll be the first car to use it um so there's not there's not much on it at the moment but i, I elon has said that it will be 520 miles of range or around that that mark wow which is yeah, which is crazy for the for the performance of that car as well. So the price tag on that is one hundred thirty one thousand. So it's very okay. similar to, yeah. to the to the Audi uh, and the air vent rating. Actually, I won't give the air vent rating yet because I've got a couple of extras that obviously Tesla drop in. So the self driving will probably be uh, on that. As a, it, now, there's nothing on it at the moment because obviously it's not on the Tesla website. But the I imagine the self driving will be close to some stage of coming out of beta if they're planning on doing it in, in 2022. Um, the Tesla app is really cool. Uh, the four year, they do a four year warranty. Does that include the battery for four years? So the, the battery is eight years. Oh, wow. So they've, so they've said the battery, if it depletes under 70%, so if it depreciates under 70%, uh, then you're covered on the warranty. And that's 70% state of health. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So and and so the air vents rating from zero to neo, I gave it a three. Ouch! Oh, yeah, Man. that's actually lower than the Kia. <laughs> that is lower than the Kia. Good lord! <laughs> <laughs> and only another hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I give it a three. Yeah, you know what? One of the uh, observations I would make about the Tesla is that the interior is now starting to look a little dated. Mm-hmm. And it needs a total revamp, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they've got the they've got the digital display, they've got the the big screen. That's about it. I mean, if you look at Neo, Neo's looks really good, really clean. The vents obviously look look great, um, really minimal. Um, but that you know, yeah, I I think you're right. I think they do need a, a bit of a revamp. Yeah, I, I just think I think when when the Tesla, if you think back to when the Tesla first came out, everyone was was raving about the interior because it was just so different to anything. Uh, well, yeah. other than McLaren, because McLaren's mm-hmm. done that for a while. I think even prior to Tesla, uh, mm-hmm. with that sort of center console uh, area. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it was, it was it was groundbreaking. But it just seems that they've stuck with that. 
that same look for for quite some time now, mm-hmm. uh, and they could probably uh, use a, just a bit of a refresh. Actually, um, I have no doubt mm-hmm. that they're able to. It's just, I suppose, what they're trying to do is keep that that brand recognition, aren't they? Um, because yeah. that that is the Tesla. But yeah, a bit, every now and again, every to... brand needs a refresh, doesn't it? They're trying to keep costs down as well, aren't they? That, that, that's mm. when you look at what, what Elon talks about and what he prioritizes. He wants to be able to make Tesla more affordable to a lot of people, whether that comes in the form of a hatchback or or whatever he's going to do next. I think he tries to cut costs where he can, and perhaps you know using cheaper materials and a basic interior is is part of that plan. I don't know, but it's, it doesn't seem to be something that he's prioritizing at the minute. No, I think the technology is very much at the top of his priority list, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you you cannot fault him there. His technology no. is always uh, right at the top of that like, you know, the curve. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fair, fair play to him. So, okay, oh, this is a difficult one, I think. Uh, <laughs> this one, this one's not quite so simple. Um, one because I think you've cheated. Uh, you've used the most established uh, vehicle in their lineup. <laughs> so I don't think that it's fair to say this is a new arrival for 2021 <laughs> just because you stick the word plan at the end. <laughs> um, secondly, because I think that's actually a supercar, albeit dressed up like a saloon, but not, not even a saloon, whatever category is. Uh, and thirdly, because it's Yankee and we're European. So, <laughs> so there. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you, do you, do you, do you think the, the Tesla is worthy of coming up again. In fact, no, this is, this is the question. Uh, and I already know the answer to this one for both of us, to be fair. But mm-hmm. if, if a Tesla pulled up in a car park and an Audi e-tron RS GT pulled up in a car, in a car park and a chappy got out of both of them and put his keys on the bonnet and said, you can choose. Which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the e-tron every day wouldn't it all day long yeah because i just think the performance things in that aspect it wouldn't matter to me at that point because i would be like okay i love the look of this car yeah um it's new it's innovative we've seen the model s before um yeah i would go for the i'd go for the e-tron definitely it's it's got to be hasn't it yeah yeah Yeah. and sorry for trumping you on that one um no no problem i know that uh (laughs) that's a car that you really like so (laughs) but when i saw it you got me there i kept going over and over and over and thinking no no no, i'm not gonna go for that one and i thought i just i really want to go for that one because it needs it needs someone talking about it and i'm sure there's lots of people talking about it actually but um yeah it, it was worthwhile holding down a spot on today's podcast i think yeah Yep, you can take that one. Thank you very much. So that's one apiece. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so, well, third and final one. It's your turn to start. Oh, so I hope we haven't chosen the same one here. I went for the Rimac oh. Concept Two. <laughs> Did you go for that as well? Yep. Ah. <laughs> oh well. So, oh well. That's gonna. <laughs> this this will be a tie then. <laughs> well, yeah, an overall tie, and hopefully we'll have some good information between the two of us. So. Perhaps a fair result. All is not lost yeah, for the first two cars. <laughs> I think you're so, probably right. So um, yeah, obviously you know the horsepower. So I got two different figures for the horsepower. Me too. Yeah. I, I... So I got I got eighteen. So one thousand eight hundred eighty-seven. Yeah. And then I got 
1914. Me too. Which, yeah. I didn't quite I don't, I don't quite know which one's right, but we'll go for the higher one. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be more than that by the time they're finished. I mean, those yeah, those exactly. guys are crazy. So it's, it's creepy good. Yeah, um, it would be 2300 <laughs> by the time the things released. <laughs> I love that they're right. pushing boundaries. Go. On. Yeah, no they they really are. Uh, so it's 0 to 60 in 1.85 seconds which is brilliant. Uh, the range is 403 miles, but that's NEDC. So we can expect that to be uh, lower, yeah. potentially, in, in when it's released. A battery size of 120 kilowatt hours, a top speed of 258 miles an hour, yeah, which is a beast. Uh, charge time of 80% in 30 minutes. Did you get that? I did get that, yeah, which I was yeah. really impressed yeah, which with. Which I, I thought was there. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, and a charge max kilowatt of um, 150 kilowatts, but I don't know whether I don't think it will take the three the 350 because I think the battery's 400 400 volts. Uh, okay, what? Well, but then then those numbers don't don't quite make sense, do they? Thinking about no, it. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, mm, because to get to 80 percent on what 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 because uh, I didn't have the battery size down. What what was the size of the battery? It was 120 kilowatt hours. Okay, so it would have to be doing at least. At least three hundred kilowatts in order yeah. to get to eighty percent in thirty minutes. It sounds it would be about three. They, they, it would be compatible with the three fifty. I think. I think it must be. Although, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we'd have to check on that number. But yeah, uh, if if their claim of zero to eighty percent in thirty minutes is 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 correct, then it would have to be mm-hmm. the three fifty kilowatt hours uh, yeah, charge supply. Now, the interior oh. is absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> it is amazing. So. Um, I don't know. Do you want to talk a bit more about the interior? Well, yeah, yes, uh, absolutely. So the interior of this. Well, first of all, let's look at the exterior because yeah. the other two are fantastic. But this thing is. I mean, it looks very Rimac. It looks a little bit Audi, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little bit of Audi R8 about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I mean, the, the lines are beautiful. No doubt, they have considered every aspect of the aerodynamics of this thing. Um, because it just it looks so aerodynamic, mm-hmm. um, and it actually it, it actually has a, a, a slight sniff of of Porsche Cayman about it mm-hmm. uh, on the on the rear end, uh, which is also really good. I mean, all of these things are really good uh, aspects of this car because they're they're proven and everyone loves them, and the doors lift up. <laughs> I mean, come on, it can't be a supercar unless the doors lift up. Quite frankly, <laughs> uh, but yeah, go, going into the interior, then uh, the problem is this is a driver's car, isn't it? And so, with a driver's car, what you don't want, in fact, what you actually want is the total opposite of Neo. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is not your living room in your, yep. your car. This is the racetrack in your car, mm-hmm. and I think they've accepted that because it looks plush and it looks comfortable and it looks nice. It looks high spec. But there's not screens all over the place. You know, it's, it's, there's a nice small screen in the bottom right. There's a decent uh, LED uh, screen at the front, you know, in front of you, which hopefully you could use to program uh, to do lots of, lots of really cool things. In fact, I know you can uh, do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, th- I think that that's exactly what was needed for this car, rather than it being crazy overdone on the inside. Mm-hmm. I saw this thing as well about, so you can take it onto like a racetrack and because it's got so many sensors and things on it, so I think it's got a camera at the front, and it will tell you racing lines on the racetrack. Oh. So when you're racing, it will show you like the racing lines that you should be going on, so you can get the best times. You're um, joking. They've, <laughs> they've got a ridiculous amount of sensors on it, 
Uh, it's ready for level four autonomy as well. Is it really? Yeah. And, and this, this feature is absolutely amazing. And I, I, I think we've spoke about this before and I wondered why a lot of other manufacturers haven't done this. But I think Rimac's got the flexibility to do it because they're such an innovative, uh, smaller company is they've done a face recognition key. I know. So I've got that down. <laughs> <laughs> it can recognize your face and you can start the car that is amazing and it'll also open the doors for you on approach apparently <gasps> really so they, they've they've got cameras on the outside that will detect your face and and you, it'll open your do- your, the door for you on approach now hopefully there's not a, little, a bit of lag on that you just stood next to your door and clunk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be interesting. I, I, I think that the uh, as long as it's safe and secure, which I, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it will be, uh, mm-hmm. facial recognition start is well overdue, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and I think as well if they're doing it all locally, like we spoke about in the Neo podcast. Yeah, if they're doing it on on the on the vehicle, which I think they are, because it, I read somewhere that they've got the equivalent processing power of 22 MacBooks mm-hmm. with 72 separate ECUs. Yeah. So I think they would be able. To, well, they, sh- they would be able to do it on the on the vehicle. Um, I'm not sure whether they are doing that, but it, that would make it a little bit more secure as well. Mm. Well, absolutely, because what you wouldn't want is a database of all faces uh, that, mm. that use that thing uh, mm. in the cloud. So I should imagine it is done, and that's probably what. What I don't know whether or not you remember, but um, Rimac were using Hikey 960s at one stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think they're using the Toradex as well. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw to- at them at a Toradex show. Ah. They, they were there demonstrating their infotainment system. Ah, interesting. And uh, well, for, for anyone listening, um, again, we won't get too detailed into that because this is not a breakdown episode. It's more of a light-hearted one. Um, but both Callan and I do know quite a bit about uh, the the internal technical side of these vehicles and, and, and what's required. Uh, we will put some time into that. Um, and what we found interesting was that Rimac are using uh, Hikey 960s, which are development boards uh, produced by Huawei, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Toradex boards, which are uh, NXP uh, IMX8 boards, which are, are, in my view, much better. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so if they are using the Toradex, then, then good on them. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how many of those Toradex boards would be required to get 22 MacBook Pros. Unless they were they were twenty ten MacBook Pros, <laughs> I don't know what they're benchmarking benchmarking that on. Um, but uh, that's something we will we will have a look at. In fact, uh, I've got that down on my list for us to to have a tech breakdown on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that. Okay, so so which one wins? Is it the Rimac C two or the Rimac C two? Well, we missed out on one thing. So, what was your air <gasps> vent rating? Ah, yes. Now, I didn't. I couldn't get a great image of the air vents for this car, unfortunately. The best one I could get was a bit of an obscured 45-degree uh, angle. And it looked all right. So I've given it a five. Yeah, okay. I gave it, I gave it a six. Now, I don't know whether I was actually looking at the air vents or not, but they were like an alcove in the dashboard. Yes. They, yeah, so they were like these two little alcoves in the centre of the dashboard. And I imagine there's two other sides as well. But yeah, I gave them a six. They just looked a bit of a different they, design. But... Yeah, to be fair, I suppose so. They just they, they looked a bit unfinished to me. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah. like they were a bit of an afterthought. Like, oh, what's missing yeah. here? Heavens! <laughs> oh, Jesus, guys, come on, just stick a couple of holes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they would have been a primary thought for you. What, the first if you were designing thing? this. Yeah, yeah. Most people would start with the chassis. I'd start with the air vents. I mean, I, I know that's a, a, a design nightmare for the engineers, but you know, <laughs> that is your midpoint, is the, the air vents. Yeah. Um, but hey-ho, uh, it is what it is. Okay, so that's uh, that's one one and a draw. So so an overall draw, uh, not bad. But I think we're going to have to do this again sometime to get an, an overall winner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not, it's not good enough. I can't, I can't sit in the bands with a draw. There. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to bug me until I, until I uh, until we do this again. I, I don't think I'll sleep. <laughs> I'll see you in a week's time. I'll, I'll be pretty tired, but I'll get you back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, aside from that, then well done for that, uh, and thank you very much. Uh, as I said before, uh, please look out for for some some breakdowns and teardowns of various other different cars and platforms. I'm really interested in the platforms um, because that's probably something that's going to dominate the car industry now for the next ten years. Is is how cool the next CMP, MEB, or J1 platform may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so let's let's do that uh, don't forget to subscribe uh, and tweet us and Facebookers and all of those kinds of things thank you very much we do appreciate it uh, and that's it from me thank you very much cheers now in this episode of the Jolted EV podcast we look at autonomous driving platforms from NVIDIA and Qualcomm and how they'll affect our future In this episode of the Jolted EV podcast, we look at the autonomous driving platforms that are being created by NVIDIA, Qualcomm, Intel and others and how they will affect our future.